Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. One moment, your life seems normal, whatever that is, <laughs> for a moment. You are celebrating with your family. It's a beautiful fall day. You're at the Jeep Jamboree in Murphy, North Carolina, and you're getting out of your Jeep. You're going to set the hubs. You're on your way to a wonderful dinner or a barbecue that they're going to have to celebrate the event, and all sorts of things are on your mind right that minute, but all of a sudden, in just a flash, everything in your life changes. What happens is... A man uphill from you gets out of his Jeep and fails to set his emergency brake. And, of course, I didn't know that. I went around to the back of my Jeep. I was getting my son a root beer, and I heard the crackle of tires on gravel and all of a sudden crush. I was crushed between the two Jeeps. Now, as I fell to the ground, I realized after they pulled the Jeeps off of me, I actually was when I fell, I realized that I had a leg that was, you know, a gigantic compound fracture, my bone coming through, no able to get an ambulance there for a while, all sorts of things going on. All of a sudden, what I was having for dinner that night didn't matter. All sorts of things didn't matter. And the example I want to talk about today is, had that guy set his emergency brake, had he applied the pressure on that pedal, then those cables would have caused those brakes to engage only when the brakes started to move a little bit. What he did not realize, the the guy who could have set his emergency brake that would have altered my life forever, was that when he did not set his emergency brake and his anchor did not hold, what the effect was in my life, because I was laying on the ground bleeding, afraid of going in shock, just finishing my chemotherapy, all of a sudden, it set my anchor. You see, in order to set an anchor, a boat anchor, you have to give it a quick jerk and the and the the points of the anchor dig into the sea bottom. Well, that jerk as I went to the ground and cried out to Jesus set my anchor. It set the anchor for the rest of my life. I would simply not be here today talking to you on the radio had that not set my anchor because Jesus came to my rescue then and has been to my rescue many, many times since, but that was when the anchor set. And similar to your brakes in your car, an anchor works that way. So we're going to talk about brakes today, that's surely, but I would love to hear, when did God set your anchor? When did Jesus come to your rescue? I need to tell you that it was over an hour before the ambulance could get in there, and I got a hug from Jesus that day, the likes of which I'll never forget. The warmth of that The pain was gone when the medics got there and hit me with the morphine. I didn't feel any different because I was already taken care of because my anchor had held. And I would love to hear your story. When did God set your anchor? I know what happened to you. I want to hear it. 866-348-7884. Yes, that time you were about to go over the cliff and the God break stopped you. And the anchor was set. And you know it will always hold. The encouragement you could be to someone racing out of control today. Your story could touch them. Please call 
888-528-2884. You know, we're always supposed to be prepared to give the reason for the hope that's in us. I'll bet God set your anchor at some point, and I would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. And yes, we are going to be talking about breaks, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but we also have our Christian insurance guy here with us, Bill Mixon. And Bill, what have you got for us? Brakes. It's important to take care of hazardous car maintenance problems for many reasons. One reason is that it can cause a bad accident or injure somebody else. Another is that you can be sued for more money if your car is in an accident and it's discovered the brakes should have been fixed and you knew it ahead of time. Wow, some important information you need to know about maintaining your car. We're going to be talking about that as far as breaks, but it's also the first Saturday of the year, which is the first Saturday of every month. We talk about the Jesus labor of love, free car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And again, the Lord has given us two very special needs, and the ladies are needing their anchor set, I guess, to some extent. I am going to describe those needs to you a little bit later, and they are praying that they can get some additional help because they sure need it. And we're going to be getting into that in just a minute. But we appreciate you guys calling in with your setting the anchor story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We have Shelly is in Utah. She's got an anchor story for us. Shelly, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. What's your What, what happened with you, Shelly? Well... I was 28 years old, and it was back in 1975. I was a little Mormon girl, totally com- uh, convinced that Mormonism was my only life. And my husband was very violent, and I suffered from a lot of domestic abuse. At one point, he put a belt around my neck and was in the process of murdering me. Um, I had a one of those experiences they call near-death experiences where I went, left my body. And wow. When I spoke the name of Jesus, I couldn't speak, but in my mind I just said, Jesus, let me live so I can raise my children. And that the, when I asked, Jesus let me live so I can raise my children. Then he backed off, and I was able to get my children in the car and out of the situation. But the violence went on from 1975 till 1980. And no one in the Mormon church or in my family cared ever about what was happening to me or my children. And from 1980 until 2014, I've been isolated, alone, treated like dirt by the Mormons, my neighborhood. But always Jesus pulled me through. He's provided me with a home, with cars. I went back to school and got a degree in psychology and social work. I served the Lord for 30 years doing hospice, and I am not ashamed of my testimony of Jesus Christ. That is awesome, Shelley. And now God's given you the Truth Radio Network to listen to there in Utah, and we're so thankful that you have him as a resource and that he set your ankle. That is 
a powerful story. I, God bless you, Shelley. I appreciate it. I'm sure there's a lot of folks out here who pray that God would continue to heal you from those horrendous blows. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in today. We have David is in Louisville, Kentucky. David, you're on the Whoa, I just cut off David in Louisville, Kentucky. Please call back, David. <laughs> I cut him off. Please call us at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We would love to get you back and, and hear what David's story was. Sometimes I get the fat fingers, and they just go across the keys, and they do that. But, you know, Bill, one of the things that when it comes to these breaks is that these new brake systems that we now have, analog brake systems, stability control, and those kind of things, are radically changing the death toll in the United States as people have safer brakes. And so one of the questions that we ask uh, is, what, how, what's our role in these new brake systems, in the ABS system, in the, uh, in the stability system? What is it that we do? What do we need to do different? We're going to get into those a little bit. What does it change the way you drive? Because some of the things that we were taught as youngsters, is the way you drive before analog brakes is different than the way you drive with analog brakes. And so we want to talk about those as well. If you're just tuning in, you're wondering, what am I listening to? You're listening to the Christian Car Guy radio show. We talk about how cars could be brought into the platform <laughs> or using cars as a platform to, uh, <laughs> to bring Christ into people's lives. And we do have David back, and he says, please don't get him again. So, David, you're on the Christian Car Guy show from Louisville. Thank you for calling in and for calling back. All right. Thank you. Now, Robbie, I don't know who you are, but keep your finger off that button. No, I will. I will. <laughs> Fellas, I'm not exactly sure what you're looking for as far as your anchoring. But I will give you a testimony. I won't go through my whole life story because I'm about 67 years old. About four years ago, um, I was drifting far away from the Lord. I've been a Christian for a long time. I was drifting. Man, I was doing things that nobody would expect me to do, but I was. And then all of a sudden, one day, something's changing inside of me. I can feel it. I'm I'm starting to like dogs, David. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch the button, but I've we've got to go to a break, unfortunately, because my fat fingers took some of your time. But we're gonna get you back if you please just hang on for us through the break. When we come back, we're gonna hear the rest of David's anchor story right here, and we need to hear your story. When did God set your emergency break? When did He pull on your anchor and set it? Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Call us. set your anchor when did he set your emergency break we're talking breaks today on the christian car guys show we'd love to hear your story 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share we have david still in louisville kentucky we didn't hang up on you david so (laughs) so by all means share how did how did god set your anchor all right like i was saying about four years ago uh, man, I had drifted way from the Lord. 
And, uh, man, things start changing inside of me. I couldn't explain it. I started liking dogs. When I'd see a woman with a little baby, I'd go over like an old grandma and just carry over it. And I didn't carry on with it, you know. And I, I didn't know what in the world. Then I, then I started listening to Christian radio, got into it by accident. I'd been listening to old Russ Limbaugh, and I got tired of him, and I started changing channels. And there was uh, this program, that preacher, and this one. Uh, finally, you guys got on there, been listening to you guys. Well, anyway, uh, things were changing inside of me, and I knew it. And I went home one day, and I told my wife, I said, Honey, have you been praying for me? And she <laughs> says, Yes. She said, Yes, a lot of other people. I said, Well, wh- what? I didn't think I'd. She said, That's what you thought. Well, it ain't stopped, brother. I mean, I can't get enough of the Bible. I can't get enough going to church. And uh, and it's happened. Now, I've been a Christian for years, but you couldn't have told it. So if you want to call that an anchor, Lord oh, did it. Oh, he said it. He said it. And he, it. he said the brakes on me real quick. And I mean, it happened real quick. <laughs> and now all I can do is preach to everybody I see. Even in a drive through I'll preach to them, you know. A little bit, anyway. That and, is such a wonderful I, story, and you know, well, I, I've, been, I, I've been doing a lot of things wrong, some bad things. I, I don't mean like shooting somebody. Uh, well, not since Vietnam, anyway. I'm no Vietnam vet, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, that's that's basically my story. The thing uh, I love, uh, yeah, David. I, the thing I love about that story, in, in a way, your wife was praying those links on the chain. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and, and one by one, the chain gets forged. And then yes, something happens, the anchor sets, and away you go, and it changes everything. God bless you, David. I appreciate your well, story wait, so much well, this hey, morning. Yeah. I got a question for you, and got nothing to do with brakes, but I got a question about an automobile here. All right. Well, I'll... We've got, a, we've got an 06 Volvo, and... Um, uh, it's got 117,000 miles on it, and we keep the oil changed. But this thing goes through. I just checked the oil, and it's four quarts low. Now, where is my oil going? <laughs> it's not leaking. It's not coming out the exhaust. How many miles did since you checked the oil? Well, it, it's due for an oil change right now. Right now. Now, there's a... And, uh, but it says to change oil every 7,500 miles, which surprised me, but we do that. So the last time you checked the oil was 7,500 miles ago? Well, it wasn't that, but I noticed it was low anyway. I've, I'd forgotten all about it, you know. And this thing is four quarts low, and the light don't come on to tell me. Now, one time it got so low when I first uh, noticed this uh, a couple of years ago, and but no light comes on. Well, now, what is wrong with that thing? Because I took it to the Volvo dealer and their factory chain people, and they don't know what's wrong with it. Now, I did get online, and I've seen that this is a fairly co- common problem, going through four quarts of oil between oil changes. Well, here you go. I'm going to tell you, okay. uh, he, my wife's car was similar, and it was a Dodge, so it's not just something that, that has to do with Volvo. There's these things they are called tolerances. In other words, when they manufacture the piston and then they manufacture the block, they're supposed to both have a certain, you know, thousands tolerance. Well, sometimes in the manufacturing process, the piston cylinder is a little bit bigger than the rings that are being manufactured to go into it. And even though they're within tolerances, as far as the specs on the thing, they still 
will consume a bit of oil. But consuming a bit of oil, if it doesn't foul the plugs, is not a bad thing. However, you're a, you're the poster child for everybody who doesn't check their oil whenever they put gas in their car because it really – from most manufacturer standpoint, it's normal for a car if it's not consuming more than a quart of oil every thousand miles. So if yours did four quarts, quarts in seventy five hundred or in six thousand, that would quote unquote be considered normal. But essentially, it's burning it. But it's burning it at such a low rate you would never see it. And it, but it's just a matter of really at least every other time you check that you you fill up with gas, David, I would check the oil. And and my well, my wife's car went and went and went two hundred and fifty thousand miles. If she hadn't needed a different kind of vehicle, I would have kept it going because actually that little bit of oil consumption is not a bad thing. Plus, it keeps your other oil um, newer if you continue to put the other quarts in like you should. <laughs> well, let let me ask you this now. My wife drives this thing ninety nine percent of the time, and I don't think much about it. It just keeps going. It's a great car. Right. However, I've never experienced this kind of problem with other vehicles. I said, and, and it's, it's, I'm 67 years old. It's like now one that, out of one out of 2,000, see, because it's when the tolerance happened to where you got the smaller piston rings with the bigger pistons. It's it's one of those well, things that the manufacturer consider normal. You could buy another 1,000 cars and not get this one. But when it does happen, what you have to do as a general rule, you know, since your wife is driving the car, just put it on your calendar or somewhere or every couple months, and maybe we need to get her to pray for you to, to check your oil. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I have been somewhat negligent now. I'm just an old man. Yeah, me but, too. Uh, now, why in the world would my oil light not come on? That thing is, uh, it had a drop of oil on the bottom of that, that stick. Because the oil, light, the oil light is, is controlled by pressure, not by level. And so okay. as long as there's plenty of pressure in the system, um, the oil light will not come on. But if it ever does, that means you got to pull over to the side of the road because it needs oil desperately. But, yeah, okay. the oil oil I light is controlled by pressure, not by level. But God bless you, David. You've been an awesome guest. Hey, hey, hold on now. Don't you turn to me. I've waited for three years to talk to you. Oh, we got here. another break, if David. They say, <laughs> if they say I will tell you, I, I got to go to another break, but idiot. I... And well, you go ahead to you break the key. And then I'm going to keep you on. I'm not pushing the button because you're too much fun. Well, so let me work talk right away. <laughs> we'll be, right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Call with your anchor story 866 348 7884. No raging storm can never defy one word of God set your anchor. When did he set your parking brake? That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We are going to be talking about brakes. We've got some insurance tips for you. And we have some Jesus labor love needs that we're going to get to in a few minutes. But first, we've got to finish up with David. David, 
Well, you yeah. got one more thing, and and I'm excited to help if I can. <laughs> well, actually, uh, you solved my problem. I can either put new rings in it, or I can just keep adding oil, and I think that's what I'll do. Now, listen, I don't have more time to talk because I got to go pee. You all have to say, <laughs> Lord, love you, bless you, make his face shine on you. Bye-bye. God bless you, David. All right. There he is, an official character. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. He waited four years to talk to me, Johnny. So we got to we got to stay on these. I hope he hadn't been waiting that long to pee. <laughs> but anyway, we have this ministry that God's blessed us with, and often it it gets a little bit overwhelming, and so we're turning to the anchor. Uh, that it's the Jesus labor love, car repair labor usually for single moms and widows. And, and we have these requests that come in all the time and we do our best to meet the needs. But occasionally, as happened last month and now has happened to us again, we don't have funds readily available to help people that are in need of something in excess of what we can get donated labor-wise. And so last month, we went on and, and, and shared these needs with our listeners and asked for people to send in to the Jesus Labor Love Ministry there at ChristianCarGuy.com. You can go to the website and find out all about Jesus Labor Love at ChristianCarGuy.com. But now we have a special button where you can donate if you want to help supply these particular needs, um, if God's put it on your heart to help them. And since I didn't know what else to do or where to turn, I just thought I would throw it out there to the listeners. And if God puts it on your heart to help these ladies, I would be so blessed to, to take part in whatever I can do to help. So... Here are the ones that we have this month that I want to share with you. First of all, we have Kyra Green. She is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and what she is saying here is, I would like to ask for help getting four tires for my car. I'm not able to get my tags because my tires will not pass inspection. I'm a single mom who has an autistic adult at home. I've been without a job for two years and four months. My daughter has been paying all of my bills since February this year, and this is a hardship for her because she has her own home and bills to pay. I've been able to get a job because of special hours, and I need to work nine to three. That is because my son is in a day program, and being that I, you know, I Robbie Dilmore teach special needs ministry, I understand the kind of pressure that puts on a single parent to have an autistic son at home. And here she says, "I would appreciate all the help you can give. I have used my retirement money, and that is why my daughter is helping me. I know that God is able to do all things, and that nothing is impossible to God." God has healed me from kidney failure, which happened last year. I know that God is faithful. God bless you in whatever you're able to do to help. Kyra Green, again, in Raleigh. Now, if that touched your heart, we would ask you to go to Jesus Labor Love. If you don't have web access, you can just send a check because we don't have any administration costs at all. Whatever you supply, and you can even designate either Kyra or we're going to talk about Tonalee in a minute. Either one of those, we'll send every single penny to these causes. We have no administration. Everything is volunteer when it comes to Jesus Labor Love. And the address is Jesus Labor of Love, 238 Sara, S-A-U-R-A, Sara Lane in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. The second one is Tony Lee LeBron, and she's in Liberty, South Carolina. And Tony Lee, she says, I am deaf. I have finally gotten a job that actually starts Monday for her, but I currently have very little financial income. My family cannot help, and I need my car to drive to work. I start Monday. It's a 25-mile distance. I do not feel safe driving the car in its condition. 
It needs a rear tire. The cords are actually shining through that tire, and a rear control arm is bent, and her heater core is leaking into the front seat. So she needs a heater core. She needs a tire. She needs um, a rear uh, control arm. And, again, her name is Tony Lee LeBron, T-O-N-I-L-E-E. If God has put it on your heart to help either of these ladies, again, you can designate the money completely to either one of them or to both of them, however you want to do it. It's the Jesus Labor of Love, 238 Sarah Lane, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. God met the needs that we had last month, and I'm praying that God will do that again as, as he's put this on our hearts here to share these needs as they come in for us. But also, we don't want to have people have future needs, right, Bill? Because when you don't take care of things like your brakes, which we're going to get to in a minute, or you don't set your anchor, you can run into other situations. I was talking to a gentleman one time who had been driving by Baptist Hospital, and a child stepped out from behind a parked car. He didn't stop. Um, He ended up in court, and his insurance company was there representing him. And they ended up writing a check, and they got up and they left the courtroom, and he had to go hire his own attorney. It's what happens once your company pays all the amount of insurance. You so bought. all he had was, because I'm a little familiar with the story, he only had twenty five thousand dollars worth of coverage, and so his insurance company said, "Well, we're going to give you the twenty five thousand. We said now we're out of here, and now they were suing obviously for a great deal more than that. And if you've ever applied for a loan at a bank, one of the questions is, are you in litigation? Well, he couldn't take out a loan. He didn't have much equity. He went to his family to try and get the money. He pulled together the money needed to prepay the attorneys, and then at the end of the trial, he owed another $200,000. Well, he couldn't file bankruptcy, and he told the judge that he just didn't have the money to pay it. He says, well, sign these papers, and we'll garnish your wages, and we'll keep 50% of your future paycheck. He says, I'm not going to sign those papers. The judge says, well, that's fine, but we'll hold you in contempt of court. You can sit in jail until you're ready to sign the papers. Point being, if you don't have enough insurance to cover the problem that you get into, you're still responsible for that amount of money. And a lot of times, a little bit more liability insurance is just a few extra dollars, which a lot of times you don't hear about when you call the 1-800 number. Yeah, and and it's something that you had said a little bit earlier that in maintaining your car itself, because we want to talk about these brake systems, and and one of the things that I came across (laughs) when I was appraising car time after time after time after time was here they have these wonderful new systems, analog braking systems, stability control, that are saving literally millions of lives, and people are driving around with a light on. And, And so let's say that your ABS light is on. And you get an accident that your analog brakes could have saved the situation. If that other attorney found out your ABS light was on, Bill, would that make you liable? Anytime that you don't do what a reasonable, prudent person would do, you make the settlement substantially larger. So it's very easy for that other attorney to check with wherever your car ended up. Or they're just going to ask you, was there any service that needed to be done on your car? Was the brake light on? So in those circumstances, if you're texting and driving, or you've got tires that needed to have been changed, or you're driving with your brake lights on, 
Think about sitting in the jury. Wouldn't you assign a lot more blame to that person that's not doing those reasonable things if they happen to run over a child? Right, and and there you go. And as we talked about at the beginning of the show, one little thing like somebody runs out in front of you or somebody doesn't set their emergency brake and everybody's life changes almost immediately forever. There's nothing the same. In my case, I had two years of surgery ahead of me. I had lots of time in a wheelchair, didn't get to play basketball with my son. Those were some of the tough things. But the good thing was that it jerked on my anchor, as we're talking about, and God set my anchor to where my faith came in. But had somebody done something reasonable, like set their emergency brake, things would not have gotten to the place where they did. And so with these brake systems, it's it's extremely important when you have ABS or, or you have stability control that when those lights come on, they're yellow lights. That doesn't mean, you know, we talk about this on the show often, that if there's a red light comes on, like my friend David, if the red oil light comes on, you need to pull your car over to the side of the road, or especially the temperature light. I cannot tell you how many people, how many cars we have with a Jesus labor love. If they'd have just pulled over <coughs> rather than drive with a red light on, oil uh, temperature light or oil light or brake light, you know, would have saved all kinds of things. But even if the yellow light is on, that's saying that's a caution. You don't have to pull over the side of the road, but you need to to get it checked. All right, when we get back, we've got we're hoping to have your story. You'll call in at 866-348-7884. We do have some more brake issues that we got to talk about. And then how about that anchor hold? We got all that coming up. So stay tuned. your anchor when did your anchor hold we would love to hear your story the reason that you have that hope within you you call us 866-348-7884 the holy spirit's been prompting you need to call and tell your story there could be somebody going through something similar right now they need your encouragement and please call and share how god set your anchor 866-348-7884 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth and as you may know that passage in Hebrews six which says which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast and which entereth in that within the veil well that veil they're talking about is the veil <laughs> that was torn in two that 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 holy of holies is where that anchor is resist is is resting there in the mercy seat where Jesus is in your heart. I mean, it's, this is an amazing thing, this particular anchor. And when it sets, then it's able to do a lot of amazing things. Well, 
as we've been talking about on this show, interestingly, like the brakes on a boat happen to be an anchor, the brakes on a car have they have brake shoes, and they have material that is usually like asbestos that's got a lot of friction that they compress up against a rotor, and they create a lot of friction, and there's a lot of tension. And quite often in our spiritual life, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of friction and there's a lot of tension, and we need something to grab a hold. Well, one of the things that, that just on a practical aspect, I've got to mention as the Christian car guy, is that when you know that your brakes are start, you start to hear the scrape, 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 and you know, those kind of things, those are rotors that are wearing out. You can pay me now or you can pay me later. It'll be a lot more expensive if you wait too long to fix your brakes because you'll end up destroying the rotors. But more than that, you're putting your life and everybody around you's family in jeopardy. Another thing that a lot of people don't really realize, that when you go towing something, vehicles have towing specifications, and the weakest link on most vehicles like when it comes to their towing is their brakes. And so when you think, well, it's got plenty of engine to tow or it's got plenty of transmission, it's got plenty of cooling, oh, all those things are fine. But if you can't stop that big rig you're talking about, well, especially since most of those times that people are taking them up in the mountains and here they come down the mountain road. Well, if you want to try that truck runaway ramp sometime, <laughs> you know, that's why brakes are a critical thing when you're thinking about towing. And and so, you know, that's something that you've got to figure in to the whole um, equation of towing. So, you know, that's another thing. And the other thing I wanted to mention today, since we're on the whole subject of brakes and the new systems, analog braking systems and stability control, they changed some of the rules that we were taught in my, like David, you know, he was on earlier in my age group, and, and Bill, who's on with me today, you were probably taught that you never brake in a curve. Well, with analog brakes, you're fine to brake in a curve because you're not going to skid, right? So, in fact, you need to brake in a curve if the, something runs out in front of you or whatever. With analog brakes, which new cars all have those as standard equipment nowadays, or analog, or they have stability control, when you're in that curve, feel free to have a panic stop because it won't skid. Also, the other thing that you were told, probably, when I was driving, it was that you always steer in the direction of the skid. Well, stability control on your car is going to cause you not to skid. So don't be concerned about where you're going to steer other than where you want to go. So some of these rules change, Bill. Well, not everybody knows whether they have interlock brakes, Robbie. Well, here's a simple, easy, easiest way in the world to check is that if you turn your ignition, but don't turn the car on, but all the, all the lights come on in the dash to show you what warning lights you may have if one of those warning lights says abs then then you have an analog brake system or if you have a you can again check your owner's manual but the government mandated that cars have abs i'm going to say it was in the late 80s so most cars have abs and again you know you don't want to slam on your brakes in a curve if you don't have abs and if you're driving an antique car but even old red a 95 dodge dakota that it is it had analog brakes on the rear and so, you know, there being the situation where it wouldn't screech out of control. So, again, be familiar with your car. Owner's manuals are a wonderful thing. Easy to get on the Internet and, and know your car and know what you do and what you don't do because things have changed over the years and things are just not necessarily the same. But brakes are one of those things that could be a matter of life and death. And the last thing that I want to bring out because it made such an impact in my life is this this thing, it's called an emergency brake. 
It's also called a parking brake. I know of at least three separate situations where people were run over because they were not and killed. In my case, I just had two years of hospitalization because of a parking brake not set. But a lot of people are killed. So if you're on a hill, that parking brake is a wonderful device. They have it there for a reason. It also takes pressure off your transmission. If you set, you know, if you're on a really steep hill and you're put in park, then the the parking part of your transmission is under a lot of pressure. If you'll set your emergency brake, it takes pressure off of the the parking dog that's in the transmission system. So, I know I didn't want to go that complicated, but the but the situation is that those parking brakes save lives. And you don't want to have to do a brake dance because your car is running down the road backwards, you know, and you're trying to catch it. That's what I call the brake dance, Bill. And uh, that's what happens when you don't set your brake. But beyond all that, right, as my friend David said, his wife was praying that God would set his anchor. And the more I thought about how God set my anchor, and I talked about that at the beginning of the show, that as I study the Bible, as I listen to the Word of God, as I grow my faith by going to church and being with other believers and I pray, one by one, I am forging chains. Not the chains of sin, <laughs> but I'm forging chain a chain that is to that anchor that holds. When you meet somebody of faith and they get into a real emergency situation, you can immediately watch that anchor set. And the reason it sets so well is I don't know if you're familiar with a boat anchor, but you are, Bill. Oh, yes. you got to have about a 10-foot chain on that boat anchor so that it weights down the end of it so it will set properly. You know, if you just have an anchor rope, the anchor won't set properly because that weight of the chain actually holds down the end of the anchor so that the, the teeth of the anchor will grab into the bottom of the sea. And so in order to have a good ship anchor, you got to have several feet of chain. Well, how you forge that chain, and I know you do this, Bill, because I know you well, is what you're forging in prayer, what you're forging as you study the Word of God and as you increase your day-to-day relationship in prayer with Jesus. You're looking at me like, Robbie, what in the world? Come on, now I know you do that. Sure. And so <clears throat> as you look at 2015, we're all starting out new. You know, what is it that you can do to forge a few more links on that chain so that when God gives it a real quick pull like he may do when that car runs out in front of you or whatever, that anchor will set and you'll be something that other people look at and go, that guy, right? What is he? How can he handle it through all this? Because God will make you a spectacle with your anchor set and people are wondering, how is it that you got through that that way? And you will be quick to tell them, look, I have an anchor, and and it is Jesus Christ, and this is how it's said. I pray that you will be doing that in 2015. Remember, our Jesus Labor Love ladies, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and click on the Donate button there, and it will show you exactly how to mail those checks out, and we're excited to see what God will do for them this week. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. 